You already know what it is. Israel United in Christ Podcast. Shalom, Israel. Most high in Christ blessed. You're now tuning in to the Israel United in Christ Podcast. As always, you can go to our website, iuicpodcast.com, and stream our audio. Also, we need y'all to go on iTunes and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Make sure you rate us, leave a comment, and if you don't have iTunes, download it. The podcast is now available on SoundCloud, so make sure you follow us, like us, comment, share our content, help us grow, support us. And last but not least, make sure y'all go and like the Facebook page to stay updated with the IUIC podcast. So now we're going to turn this over to leadership as they continue in a new series, A Broken Relation Makes for a Broken Nation. I, I, I love when I read about us getting to earth, we got the victory, but there's a struggle before we get there. In every man and every woman. The Ephesians 5.25. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. I don't like that part right there. I don't like that. Can you just talk about the white man as the devil, how we going to get to earth? No. There are steps we need to go through before we can get there. Understand that. This is what a lot of us don't get. Read that again. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. Even as, meaning the same way. Why? Because marriage is a great mystery. I speak concerning Christ and the church. See, before we can get the kingdom, before we can throw down and get vengeance, we must obey these things here. Read that again. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. But you don't understand, brother. She gets on my damn nerves. She doesn't know how to act. She will not submit. She's the devil. And then you know what she says. Oh, brother, he's the devil. He's a nooker. He don't know how to act. He's this. He's a bum. Wow. So, so we, before we can talk about war and bloodshed and vengeance, we got to deal with relations. Read that again. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, mm -hmm. that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The only way we can be sanctified and cleansed is with the word of God. If your marriages are not based upon the word of God, they will fail nine times out of ten. Because the Lord ain't looking for nothing else except marriages cleansed with his word. Meaning if there's a problem, you're going to have to sit down and go through the scriptures. How can we resolve this situation here? Go ahead. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church. Remember, Paul, remember it said in Revelation 21, it said the bride, how does it go? I can't quote, we just read it. It said, let me show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Before he can present us to Christ, we must be cleansed and sanctified. Verse 27 again. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church. He wants us to be glorious, meaning we got to be at our best. Go ahead. Not having spot or wrinkle. Or any such thing. Spot or wrinkle or any such thing symbolizes sin. That's all it's talking about. It's using an example of a garment. You have clothing. You bought a new outfit. It looks good. But there's spots in it and wrinkles in it. It says no. It says or oh, any such thing can't be ratted, torn or tagged. 
the garment got to be bad. So he's comparing us to that. That he might sancti- that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Go ahead. But that it should be holy and without blemish. He wants our marriages without blemish. And he's talk- it ain't talking about small. Paul already said you're going to have trouble in the flesh. That's small things. We should be able to overcome the small things. Go ahead. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. Wow. Now, he's, now after he went through that, about spots and wrinkles, he says, so ought men to love their own wives. Go ahead. As their own bodies. As their own bodies. Now, that's a heavy statement there. Do you brothers brush your teeth in the morning? Everybody didn't say yes. yes. Wow. I got some yuck mouth in here. Some of y'all forget. Do y'all comb your hair? Do you uh, wash your body? Yes, Actually, I did get a few emails about that, but that's for another topic. <laughs> do you put on, do you like wearing nice clothes? Yes, sir. Do you take care of yourself financially? Yes, sir. The Bible says you got to do that same thing. Read it again. So are men to love their wives as their own bodies. Wow. Go ahead. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. He that loveth his wife loves himself. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a heavy thing right there. Give me Tobit 10 and 12. He that loves his wife loves himself. Tobit 10 and 12. In the Apocrypha. Tobit. 10 verse 12. And he said to his daughter, Honor thy father and thy mother in law. Honor thy father and thy mother in law. Go ahead. Which are now thy parents, mm-hmm. that I may hear good report of thee. That I may hear good report of thee. Go ahead. And he kissed her. Edna also said to Tobias, Now watch what Edna says. The Lord of heaven restore thee, my dear brother. And grant that I may see thy children of my daughter Sarah before I die. Parents want to see grandchildren. That's what they like. Go ahead. That I may rejoice before the Lord. Watch this. Though. Here's the point. Behold, I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust. Anytime a family, mother, father gives away their daughter, you, you have, that's why you men that have daughters, you, before you let your daughter marry a dude, you better get to know him. You better start to love that Boy, that dude as your own son before you allow your daughter to be married to him. If you don't got that love towards that dude, don't let her marry him. Watch. Read that again. Behold. Behold. Read. I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust. Wherefore, do not entreat her evil. Why? Because no man hateth his own flesh. He that loveth his wife loves himself. That's what Paul is, that's what Tobit is saying. That's what Edna's saying. They're all saying the same thing. Go back to Ephesians 5. So it said, I, I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust. Wherefore, do not entreat her evil. Sisters, you might not believe it, but there's some evil niggas in here. We got some men that are evil. I don't care if they got friends in the border blue. They are they are still coming out of the world. Some of us ain't right. We do evil stuff. And that's why you, I, we get calls from other brothers who have children. they grown up. And I say, bro, before, I say, I like this brother over here. But I'm going to tell you, you got to get to love that brother yourself. I know him as a, as a brother in the truth. That's all I know. You got to get to know him. 
before you allow your daughter to marry him. And if you don't like him, don't let your daughter marry that dude. Because you got to be able to bring him to the house, have, have him sit at the dinner table, go out with him, get to know this dude. Get, you know, and if you don't love him as a son-in-law, don't give him to your daughter. Say, nah, this dude ain't right. He ain't right in his head. Okay, read that again. Ephesians 5, 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. That's why Edna said, I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust. Therefore, wherefore, do not entreat her evil. Why? Because even back then, there were marriages. You can read between the lines. There obviously had to be men treating their wives evil. That's why even Christ, he spoke on in Matthew 19. They said, why did Moses say, put away your wife for any cause? He said, Christ said, Moses allowed that because of what? The hardness of your heart. Meaning you greasy, evil nookers. That's why he allowed that thing. Also, Bishop, there's, there's law set up for if a brother going unto a woman and hate her. All right, the scripture says, if, if it's found out that, that, that um, you lying on the sister and you brought an evil name on the sister, you could have put her away all your life. You understand? So there's laws even on a brother marrying a sister and hating her. Exactly. You understand? Which a lot of brothers do. You all marry sisters and then you all see sisters fault. You understand? You know that they see the real, the real sister. <laughs> and then you end up hating her. I don't want her no more. Or sisters do the same thing with brothers. Oh, I don't want him no more. Listen, you all got to deal with it, man. We, that, that is whoredom when you do not follow what the scriptures say. It's whoredom. All right? Exactly. Get, get, since Deacon Malachi said that, get that law in Deuteronomy 22. This is for you brothers and sisters to have your shotgun weddings. And I, and I don't, now the term shotgun wedding is a southern term where uh, a, a, a dude was found sleeping with the man's daughter. So the dude didn't want to marry her. So the father would get his shotgun, force the dude to the justice of the peace or the preacher, and force him to marry her at gunpoint. That's called a shotgun wedding. So, now I'm using a term, but I ain't got no gun. I'm using the scriptures now. You had a shotgun wedding. So you're being forced to do what God says. Or you know, listen, what did Moses say? I set before you, God said, I set before you life and death. A blessing if you choose life, a curse if you choose uh, death. Read that. Deuteronomy 22, I think it's the last... The one about these in-the-dark marriages from verse 28. 22, verse 28 yes, and 29. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 28. Now, this is for those of you that say we forced you to get married. Mm, go ahead. If a man find a damsel that is a virgin. Remember, Paul said, I espouse you as a, as a what? As a chaste virgin. So when we see brothers and sisters in here, we don't see all as you might have been that roundaway girl. Or that whoremonger brother. But you come in here, we see you as a virgin. You starting all over again. It's going to be rough and tough. But it's going to be all right. Go ahead. If a man find a damsel that is a virgin, which is not betrothed. You got sisters here, they're not betrothed. Some of them are single sisters. Go ahead. And lay hold on her and lie with her. And you have sex with her. And they be found. Then the man and they be found, meaning it's discovered. Hey, 
brother so-and-so is having sex with sister so-and-so. Really? Go ahead. Then the man that lay with her shall give unto the damsel's father 50 shekels of silver. We need to do that. Where my money? Yo, yo, where my money? <laughs> Go ahead. And she shall be his wife. Come on, read Because he hath humbled her. Uh-huh. He may not put her away all his days. Y'all see that last sentence right there after the comma? He may not put her away all his days. Now, there's no Israelite camp that teach that thing. There's no, I'm going to say it again proudly. There's no Israelite camp that teaches that law. But they all sneaking, bumping and grinding with women. But when you come in here, I'm telling you men, once we find out that you sneaking on that side of the room, we don't care if you licking, you fingering, whatever it is, you, you know what you do. That's going to be your wife or you have to go. You wait till the missiles come. Get out. That's how we get down in here. Now, let me tell you what happens now. Here it goes. When women, brothers, I'm going to give y'all a secret now. I'm going to give you a secret about women over there. The shotgun weddings. You are secretly having sex with the sister. Sister like this thing. You know what the sister does? She runs to one of the leaders and says, brother, so-and-so and me are having sex. Why do you think she runs to tell us that? Because he ain't say nothing. Brothers, you keep that on the down low. DL. Why does she run and tell us? Raise your hand. Let me see who's thinking. Now let me see who's thinking. Okay, way in the back, way in the back, way in the back. Shalom, I'm uh, Brother Ariel. Um, the reason why is because the sister wants to get married. She That's married. it right there. She says, gotcha. I'm telling you, women, I mean, brothers, that's how they do. She said, oh, yeah, you can take me. You can have me. In her mind, oh, I'm getting married now. <laughs> He's not going to get away with it. That's the mindset. So if your brother think you're going to get away, you're not going to escape. She's going to blow up your spot. So now, give me first, give me first Timothy 3 and 5. And sister, we see you. We know that's why you're doing the only reason. Because you were sneaking around with him. Now, obviously, they had a conversation at night where he said, I'm not marrying you. So she goes, really? You're not going to marry me now? Okay. Now she runs up here. We look into her like the devil the Bible speaks of too. Right. Right. Because Bishop, um, you know, we counsel, we counsel, counsel the person, right? And we told the person, listen. You know, um, leave the brother alone. She said, what if I don't want to leave him alone? We said, then it's on you. Mm-hmm. You understand? You remember that, Bishop? Oh, yeah. You know, but then you're going to turn around and say, uh, we force you to get married. Come on, man. Or say, I force you to get married. The law says if you, if you, if, if, if you go lay down with a brother, you all got to get married. That's the law. Or otherwise, you all got to go. You know, so that's what I tell you all. You understand? We told you leave the brother alone. You did not. You went and you laid down with him. So now you got to marry him. That's what the law says. Yeah, you don't want to do it, then you got to go. Yeah. You understand? And as I said, some judgments we, dealt, we deal with differently. I know some of you all be thinking you all going to go they do stuff and we put you all out of here for like six months or a year or so, but it could be different. It could be years. Or sometimes the most I could kill you. You understand? So you all keep playing games. And that's why Paul said not having what? Spot or wrinkle or any such thing. He wants to present us as a glorious church to Christ. That's what, that's what the scriptures say. First Timothy 3 and 5, please. First Timothy chapter 3 
and verse 5. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? How shall he take care of the church of God? Now, let's, I'm going to come back here, but give me Acts 7.38 so we understand the church. I know some of you are new in here. You, don't understand, you think the word church, you in your mind, Baptist, Pentecostal, Roman Catholic. No, that's not the church the Bible is speaking of. That's why Christ said we must be born again because we got dumb Christian thoughts in our head. Read that. Acts chapter 7 verse 38. Here it come. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. The wilderness had what? The 12 tribes of Israel. There was no group in the wilderness called Baptist. There was no group in the wilderness called Pentecostal. There was no group in the wilderness called Catholic. Read it again. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. The lively oracles are the commandments, the laws of God given to the 12 tribes of Israel. So who was the church, brothers? That's the church. That's what the Bible's talking about. When you get your, your, your mothers and fathers, to, no, well, I'm Baptist, I'm Pentecostal. That's not Bible. That's not biblical. The Israelites is the church. The word church means, is Greek for assembly or congregation. That's what it means. A assembly of who? Israelites. A congregation of who? Israelites. That's what the Bible is talking about. Does everybody understand that? So now when we go back to 1 Timothy 3 and 5. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Why? Because marriage is a great mystery. If you've been paying attention, what does marriage represent, brothers? Christ and the church. Read it again, Officer Leon. For if a man know not how to rule his own house. So you don't know how to rule your own wife, your own children, which represents Christ in Israel. Go ahead. How shall he take care of the church of God? How can you be a leader of Israel? How can you be in the body as a leader when you can't even deal right with your wife? You can't even deal right with your children. And until then, give me 2 Corinthians 13, 5. This is what most brothers, and I won't say most, let me curb that down. This is what some brothers and some sisters don't understand. Remember what Paul, not Paul, remember what Isaiah said about the Lord? The Lord said he hates the what? The putting forth of the finger. It's your fault. You made me do this. You're the reason I'm like this. Watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Does it say examine your wife? Does it say examine the next brother or sister? Examine yourselves. This is what we don't like to do. So when the Lord asked Adam, what have thou done? His response should have been, I messed up. When the Lord asked Eve, what hast thou done? Her response should have been, I messed up. But no, nope. what did Adam do? The woman you gave me. What did Eve do? The serpent beguiled me. The scriptures teach us. Read it again. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. 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 This is why, and I'm going to say something that's going gonna, gonna to piss some of y'all off. There's laws in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, if I'm not mistaken, where if you find something that belongs to your neighbor, if whoever knows what I'm talking about, help me out here, what did the Lord say to do with it? Like if you saw his ox wandering or something, what did it say to do? Okay. Or if he left something in your care, you were supposed to do what? 
take care of it. Now watch this. Those are basic laws. You, my father-in-law, I remember this is years ago, I went to visit them, and there was a $100 bill on his table. My wife knows the story. So I said, hey, hey, Pop, there's $100 there. He said, I know, leave it right there, leave it right there. I said, why you got it there? It's all in the front, people coming in. He said, I want to know all, in, uh, he said some words I can't say. He said, I want to know who the thieves are. He said, because a thief will go, <laughs> so he would leave money out right there. And you know, I picked that thing up. I got, if you come to my, there's money, just quarters. I ain't got no big money like he had. I got a dollar head. I want to see which one of my kids is going to take the money. That's what I said. I'm going to see who the thief is. So, but I said all that to say, things will occur, and you have to examine yourself. You really have to examine yourself without blaming others. Okay, the white, like the white, the white man's a devil. He put guns in the community. Okay. He put guns in the community. And then what do you do with the gun? I went out and shot my brother and robbed him. Wow. And you want to blame the white man for that, right? So he put, the gun was right there. He's the one that said, hey, Malachi, go take that gun and shoot that brother over there. No, the white man said, I'm just going to leave that gun right there. Just put it right there. Just leave it right there. Or, that's what he does. Now, it may be as wicked as hell. He would leave a, a member in the news a few weeks ago. The truck with the sneakers. And they said, everybody said, oh, that's entrapment. It's entrapment. If we had taught our children a basic law, the eighth commandment is what? Thou shall not steal. If we teach our kids that, you ain't worried about your son or daughter being caught up in no scam. Understand that. It comes with Christian families because Christians say, you don't got to keep God's laws. So the kids go, Yes. They see a truckload of snakes. I'm taking this one. I'm taking that. I'm doing this. Now they're in jail. Now, you, it may be entrapment, but we have, this whole system is an entrapment. I'm going to tell you all straight. This whole system is a trap. The only way out is what? God's commandments. That's it. The white man did it to me. He made me steal. No, 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 no. Yeah, Bishop, you know, I pick up a lady this week. She said the same thing. She said the lady passed, uh, the lady uh, uh, trying to want to scam up on her. Then she said, guess what? Her father is a pastor. She's a pastor. She inside the church. She said, these people wanting worse, worse scam upon you than the regular people in the street. That's what she said. She said, the people inside the church is one worse scam. Yes, they're the worst. All right, Israel. This concludes this week's episode of the podcast. I said it in the beginning and I'm going to say it again. Make sure y'all find us on iTunes. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you rate us. If you're an Android user, just download iTunes on your computer. We're now on SoundCloud, so make sure you follow us, like our content, leave a comment. And also, we got a Facebook page now, so make sure y'all find us on Facebook, like the page, stay updated with the Israel United in Christ podcast. All right, shalom. Most sign Christ bless. We out.